0: This is Set Aside Some Time, an MSPN podcast, and it's brought to you by the National MSP Network, or MSPN for short. And now, on to the episode.
1: Thank you for setting aside some time for us today and joining us for our episode about the upcoming Medicare Secondary Payer Network's Virtual Annual Education Conference, Surviving, Revamping, and Emerging Stronger. I'm Amber Warman, your host for today's pod, and I'm a board member of MSPN and the co-chair of the Section 111 and Conditional Payment Liens Committee. Also, I'm a Senior Workers' Compensation Examiner for the Montana Municipal Interlocal Authority in Helena, Montana. So I'm honored to introduce our guests today. We have Dan Anders, Amy Bilton, and Michelle Allen. Dan Anders is Chief Compliance Officer for Tower MSA Partners, where he oversees all aspects of regulatory compliance associated with the Medicare Secondary Payer Act. His responsibilities include ensuring the integrity and quality of tower services and products, including its MSA program. Dan is an attorney who holds Medicare Set-Aside Consultant Certified Credential and has been involved in MSP matters for over 18 years. Most notably, Dan is currently president of the National Medicare Secondary Payer Network. Amy Bilton is a shareholder Medicare Secondary Payer professional and workers' compensation defense trial attorney at the Chicago law firm of Nihan, Bambrick, Kinsey, and Lowry. She received her BA from the University of Michigan and Juris Doctorate from DePaul University College of Law. Her certifications include the Medicare Secondary Payer Consultant Certification and Medicare Secondary Payer Professional Fellow Certification. Amy is a frequent lecturer on workers' compensation and all aspects of Medicare Secondary Payer Compliance. She's a board member and past president of the MSP Network, for which she co-chairs the Annual Conference Planning Committee. She's also the chairperson of the MSCC board and instructor for the CMSP and CMSP Fellow Certifications. And finally, we have Michelle Allen. Michelle is a principal at Allen Kobuk Compliance Solutions. She focuses on Medicare issues that arise in the resolution of workers' compensation, Longshore, Jones Act, and general liability claims. Michelle has been instrumental in successfully settling tens of thousands of cases nationwide involving Medicare secondary payer issues. Her work includes preparing Medicare set-aside arrangements and having the same approved by the CMS organization. Michelle is a recognized national presenter on Medicare secondary payer issues and frequently lectures on the topic of Medicare compliance. So thanks so much for joining us today, folks. Wanted to begin with Dan. Dan is the current president. Can you just tell us a bit about the National Medicare Secondary Payer Network? Uh,
0: Certainly. And Amber, uh, thanks to you for being so instrumental in uh, putting together these podcasts. And uh, it's been a a great uh, new initiative for, for this organization and just another great benefit of membership. So uh, for those of you who may not be uh, familiar with the National MSP Network, maybe first time you're listening to these podcasts, um, it really as we described as a premier, premier organization for individual professionals, companies, uh, law firms who want to stay apprised of Medicare secondary payer compliance developments. You know, also collaborate uh, to educate and better MSP compliance processes and policies. Uh, and advocate for change. Um, I'm sure everybody can think of some things they'd like to change uh, with MSP matters uh, directly with the policymakers, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services uh, and its contractors. Uh, A little history, uh, founded in 2005 as the National Alliance, uh, excuse me, National Association uh, of Medicare, actually National Alliance of Medicare set-aside professionals uh, with the primary goal of helping Uh, Members obtain Medicare secondary, uh, excuse me, Medicare set-aside allocation education. The group has grown significantly since then. We still value those directly involved in in Medicare set-aside services, but we really look at all aspects of the Medicare secondary payer statute. Um, We also are involved in Medicaid matters, uh, MSA professional administration, um, structured settlements, life care plans. And that's ultimately what led to our rebranding uh, a couple of years ago from NAMSAP uh, to MSPN, the National MSP uh, Network, because it better reflects our membership uh, and the policies and processes that we address uh, within the organization. So, uh, and since 2005, though, we still hold our annual educational conference, which is, is really the pinnacle of, of our year.
1: Thanks for that information. Um, So, so talk a little bit, if you can, about the benefits of becoming a member.
0: Well, uh, the benefits, and really, I would look at it from the standpoint of you know, kind of my story uh, of why I joined the organization. So, uh, mid two thousands, I was a sole person at uh, the law firm I was at who was familiar with Medicare set aside. So, I was preparing them and submitting them and. It was really the frontier days uh, back then. I joked that I learned how to write MSAs uh, on the streets. Uh, <laughs> there was no, uh, you know, NAMSAP or MSBN. There was no, none of these like MSCC or CMSP uh, programs to teach you what you needed to do. Uh, so when I heard about, at the time, uh, NAMSAP, and that there are other people open to collaborating uh, to share information on MSAs, Uh, I jumped at the chance uh, and attended the annual conference, um, which uh, I'm trying to remember might have been uh, back in 2006, uh, because that gave me so much more information uh, than what I could learn just doing on my own um, uh, and really uh, allowed me to to do a much better job. uh, And my role is kind of the the MSA expert. Uh, and, And many years, that's all I did was just attend the annual conference to learn uh, what was going on in the field of MSP compliance. So, and, and that's just fine. Uh, to some extent back then, there weren't as many opportunities to participate in the organization as there is now. But over time, it became involved in committee work. And we have committees at all different levels um, uh, addressing various aspects from uh, communication to membership to uh, policy and legislative um. Uh, conditional payments and section 111 reporting, professional administration. So uh, everything that we do as an organization, we have committee work. My interest was policy and legislative, which uh, I got involved with, eventually became co-chair and then was elected to the board and, and now president. So, you know, what I'd say is at a minimum, join the organization to expand your knowledge and keep up to date on all areas Uh, Medicare. Um, But that's just a starting point. Uh, And through committee work and collaborating with your colleagues, you can expand uh, on the benefits that are available as a member of the organization. And I I know there's some concern because uh, you're going to encounter, obviously, competitors uh, when you join the organization. But as you'll find out quickly, uh, we all uh, identify with the same problems we see in the process, uh, and, uh, and, and we really work together uh, to, to solve those uh, mutually and also to educate ourselves and share information that way. So um, I'd certainly encourage anyone who's involved either directly or tangentially with Medicare secondary payer compliance matters uh, to join the organization.
1: Yeah, and I, I actually second um, kind of your your history and reasons to join. I'm a fairly new member. Um, I think I had been a member for maybe two years. I uh, attended my first conference last year. Um, it was also virtual. And just the information that I gleaned from that one conference um, definitely piqued my interest and I knew that I needed um. Uh, to get involved uh, as a claims examiner um, just kind of on the ground for a carrier, um, having the opportunity to be elected to the board, to co-chair the section 111 and CPL committee, and, and probably most importantly collaborate with folks like you and Amy and Michelle um, have, have really given me a foundation and understanding. And I think one of the biggest benefits has been seeing actual progress and solutions, it um, out from the work in real time. So if anyone's out there considering whether or not to join, don't wait, do it. Um, there's a lot of great work happening and, and a lot of great people involved. So Dan, how much is membership costing currently? What's the membership fee?
0: Um, well, the individual membership fee is $175, but I've got a deal for you if you register <laughs> for the conference your membership is included through next year, through 2022. So uh, it's a great way to uh, be a part of the conference and also get your membership at the same time. And hopefully we will all be together again next year uh, in Baltimore for the 2022 conference, um, uh, because uh, it will certainly be nice to see everybody in person again.
1: Indeed. We're all looking forward to that. So, Uh, Dan, thanks for your time today, and thanks for all the work you do um, for the MSP Network. We sure appreciate it. And uh, kind of moving on here to the annual conference. Um, As many as you know, the MSP Network is gearing up for the conference, coming up on September 29th and 30th. So we'll turn now to Amy and Michelle, who've been instrumental in the planning. Amy, tell us about this year's conference.
2: Hi. Thanks, Amber, for having us. Yes, Um, thanks for joining us. I'm so excited! It's going Yay. to be a jam-packed, exciting conference, and um, you know, if you work in this space, you're probably a Medicare nerd, and you just absolutely love to learn about this. I mean, everyone I have come across at the annual conference just loves being there, loves talking about their work, and and, and even though this conference is virtual this year, it's it's no different. We're going to have a lot of social opportunities. I think the platform we're using is the best in the business. It's amazing. It is really super interactive. You feel like you're essentially there with people. You can ask live questions. So I'm really, really excited about this conference.
1: That's, that's, that's fantastic. You know, last year's virtual conference was my first time actually ever attending a virtual conference. And I think that was the same for many of us um, with the with the whole uh, pandemic going on. And I was unbelievably impressed um, with with how that came off. So now that you guys have a year under your belt, um, I'm certainly uh, looking forward to attending again. So what makes this conference different from years past?
2: So I guess this year we have um, a couple tracks that we've added to it. So we acknowledge that the network has um, has morphed over the years and that we are no longer just an MSA kind of MSA group. We also do all all sorts of other things, MSP. So um, we have first of all, we have a lot of agency involvement, including uh, involvement from the contractors. I would say close to half the conference has agency input where they're on panels or they're explaining new um, you know, new developments on their end and collaborating in, in a way with the MSP network on figuring out how to make this, this process, um, whether it's conditional payments or section 111 or Medicare secondary, or excuse me, Medicare set aside, making th- this process work like it's supposed to, uh, you know, make it work w- well, quickly and, and fairly. Um, the other thing is, is we have two tracks that we've added Uh, We have a conditional payment section 111 track, and then we also have a track that is um, specifically for uh, attorneys and focused mainly on um, claimants, applicant, petitioner, plaintiff, whatever you call uh, them in your jurisdiction, whether it's liability or not, uh, or or workers' comp or whatever. Um, There's a whole track for folks that maybe are first starting out or, um, or have different interests than maybe some of our historical members had. Perfect. And I know that
1: there's a, another track. Michelle, um, thanks for joining us today. You want to give us some, some info, a rundown on some other tracks?
3: Certainly. And, and thank you, Amber, for, uh, for hosting this podcast today. It's, it's great to be able to speak to everybody about the annual conference. It's really an excellent source of information. Um, over the years, uh, our, our organization has evolved, as, as Amy and Dan have both said, And we wanted to make sure that we're providing content that's relevant for all of our membership and that we're uh, providing meaningful takeaways for everybody, no matter their background or or their career. So we have tracking for not only plaintiff attorneys, claimants, lawyers and also allocators, uh, people who write Medicare set asides. We want to make sure that there's information for those groups but also given the the enormous interest in conditional payments and Section 111 reporting, in particular with regard to the civil monetary penalties, proposed rulemaking uh, lingering out there in the distance somewhere, we decided to have a a specialized track for civil monetary penalties and and Section 111 reporting that gives really detailed information about what the uh, proposed rule might be and also what some of the particulars could be in terms of uh, any errors or or mishaps uh, an insurance carrier or other primary payer could have that could expose them to potential civil monetary penalties. So this isn't just um, a regurgitation of what the proposed rule is. This isn't necessarily uh, a presentation you've already heard about civil monetary penalties or section 111 reporting Um, You're hearing from experts, you're hearing from officials and and other payers about the practical applications of MSP to a claims program and and how you can be protective.
1: That's great news because we do, um, I did notice that we do have a lot of presentations from different perspectives and having the agency involved, um, sharing information. Um, you know, we have the paid act implementation coming um, there's just a lot of changes coming down the pike and and being able to um, kind of strategize with folks um, and have ap- uh, optimal outcomes is, is definitely exciting theme of the annual conference this year so anything else you guys want to share about the upcoming conference is there um, a deadline for registration.
3: Right now we're in the early bird registration which for a member is $410 and for a future member it's $585. Uh, That runs through August 31st so register soon to take advantage of the early bird registration. Uh, It's a lot of information for the money.
0: And and keep in mind uh, as well just um, uh, you can get basically any credit that you need, CEU, CLE, et cetera, we apply for. So as an attorney, I need to get my CLE credit. So this is a nice opportunity uh, to do so. Others, adjusters need CEU, some need MSCC or CMSP or all the different (laughs) other acronyms. So uh, this is a great opportunity uh, to get that credit. And also, and and I understand, you know, uh, two days uh, straight can uh, it'd be difficult, especially to sit in front of a computer. So all of these uh, sessions are recorded. Uh, so you do have an opportunity then to uh, view these um, on your own time. Now, although I know with the credit, uh, there is, uh, I think, uh, a, a date that you do, do need to view all of the sessions by to make sure that you can apply for credit. But uh, you can view some of these sessions separately.
1: Great. Thanks for the information, Dan. Well, Dan, Amy, Michelle, thank you for setting aside some time to talk to us today. To all our listeners, uh, if you haven't already, please visit the MSP Network's website at mspnetwork.org. There you can register for the conference, join our organization, and access latest industry news and updates. Um, thank you to our audience for setting aside some time to listen to our MSPN podcasts. Our next episode, will explore whether someone without a law degree should tell you whether you need an MSA. Join us September 28th to listen in.